Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to talk some PGA golf. Uh, very excited uh, coming off of another victory last weekend for our Coach Talk staff here. Uh, this was our fifth week in a row with uh, some, some major uh, wins across our golf team, uh, some real sweats on Sunday as we were up top in some of the big tournaments. Um, terrific finishes, didn't have our guys pull out the, the, the monster wins at the end, but uh, certainly enough to uh, good solid caches in our GPPs and uh, very good in our uh, cash games as well. So we went with uh, last week uh, a lot of European players. We were, uh, there was some rain and some heavy wind coming in in the weekend. So planned ahead and uh, really put together uh, some serious uh, European uh, flavor. And those guys uh, were able to step up. Uh, you know, top 20 guys that got it done for us were uh, Fitzpatrick, Casey, Fleetwood, uh, certainly uh DeChambeau winning it was was also awesome. We don't want to forget him. Uh, but there were some other guys that fought hard. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton and uh, we were sort of Team England there for a while. So uh, it was a great week. Uh, this week, of course, is very exciting. Uh, I, it's the fifth major, basically. Uh, they're pretty close to calling it that at some point, I think. Uh, but it is the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, really fun tournament to watch. They will have a decent amount of fans there, so they'll be uh, chirping and, and you know creating a really fun atmosphere, uh, certainly around 17 and, and in areas where uh, it's a great time. So uh, definitely had fun this week watching with fans there. It definitely, uh, you don't realize how much it affects everything until uh, there's no fans and all of a sudden there's there's fans starting to come back. So uh, it, it should be a really fun tournament. All the big boys are there. Um, definitely going to get the best uh, of the best in this tournament. Uh, as, as a lot of you know, the TPS Sawgrass course is a par 72, 7,200 yards. Uh, tons and tons of water uh, on this course. There's actually water sort of in play, but enough to state that 17 out of 18 holes uh, you've got water in your view somewhere when you're teeing off. So uh, it is uh, very challenging. Um, you know, I, I think that as far as difficulty, it's similar to last week's course, maybe just a shade easier. Uh, I know last year it was a little softer and, and they, uh, they started out looking like they were going to tear up the course. Uh, and then, if you remember, that's the week that we had the COVID shutdown uh, and everybody uh, was chased out of there. So no champion from last year. The defending champion is from the year before, 2019, and that's Rory McIlroy. So, uh, you know, that's sort of an oddity, but uh, that's, that's what uh, the COVID world was last year for sure for us. Um, you know, with a Pete Dye design here, you know, he is definitely, that's why I love his courses to watch golf the most. Uh, not particularly play, but watch. But, you know, his his designs are, are very risk-reward uh, 
Uh, there'll be guys, you know, that if you hit a great drive and put it in the right position and then uh, hit a, a nice iron in and keep the ball placed on the green where it needs to be, uh, you can make birdies and even some eagles on this course. However, you hit something astray and you're going to go in the drink or uh, you're going to be in big trouble. And not only does bogey come into play, but double bogey plus comes into play. So um, this course has eaten a lot of people live through the years and it definitely is a challenge, but it's not ridiculous, you know, like a U.S. Open course or whatever, where people are just scrambling uh, to try to make even par. I mean, you're you're going to get some birdies and eagles here uh, for sure. So that will be a lot of fun. Uh, a couple of holes that are going to be cool for the Bryson DeChambeau thing. That's the the big thing now. Is is he going to try to drive some of these par fives uh, like he uh, tried to do on the sixth hole last weekend? And you know, it really helped him on strokes gained tee to green because uh, he was able to uh, cut a massive corner out of that par five and be like 80 yards out. I mean, he was in the rough both times, but you know, he was 80 yards out on a par five. So you can't beat that um, for sure. There are two holes on this course where it can be done. So we'll, you know, will he pull the driver out? It's number four and number nine. Uh, they both, they play between 360 and 390 but there are landing spots where he could take uh, a big cut at it. Um, we'll see. Um, it's possible. Um, not doesn't happen that often, but there are guys uh, that have tried it before. So if anybody's going to do it, he's definitely uh, the guy to do with that monster drive. So, um, you know, that should be a lot of fun. All right. A couple of things. Let's talk about uh, the BetUS.com. Com.pa, our partners there. Let's look at some odds for this tournament. Um, very, very balanced. Tons of guys with a chance here. I mean, it makes this DFS slate just terrific. There's no chalk. I don't think anybody's going to be chalk. I think you're going to see ownership spread all over the place. And being a, a, a big, high-profile tournament like this, similar to the majors, you're going to have a lot of people joining. Uh, there's a monster millionaire, uh, Millie makers out there and just big tournaments you can uh, get in. It, it should be a blast. PJ Live is carrying every shot the whole tournament. So, uh, you know, the potential to watch everybody play uh, the whole tournament is, is really uh, cool as well. All right. Right now, uh, I'll give you the top 20 so you can get just a feel before we talk about a few of these guys. Uh, Dustin Johnson right now is the favorite at 11 to one, uh, followed by Rory McIlroy at 13, John Rahm at 15, Shoffley 18, Justin Thomas 18, and then everybody else is bunched as we go through these. You have DeChambeau, Morikawa, Cantlay, Hovland, Simpson, Finau, Matsuyama, Reed, Hatton, Scheffler. Berger, Spieth, Casey, and Scott. So how about that? I mean, you're talking big, big names. I mean, a lot of those guys down at 17 or 18 were uh, favorites to win in some of these tournaments. But, you know, you've got the big field here uh, with everybody playing. So it makes it uh, a lot more interesting for sure. 
A uh, couple of things too I wanted to point out is the pricing is interesting here. Like I say, for me, I think that there's more potential for your medium builds or you know semi not quite dumpster dive type players. I think there's so many players that have a chance here uh, that that are in play that you can really shuffle around your your lineup in in multiple ways. I think you'll have some people that will try to go stars and scrubs. I, I'm not going that route. I don't think it's necessary here. Um, you know, they're statistically looking at the top five guys right now, price wise, uh, Johnson, Rom, McElroy, Thomas, and then Kepka is is out with his injury. Uh, you know, those guys don't do that great here. I mean, you're talking about, you know, a lot of miscuts from some of these guys, some good finishes, some bad finishes, but it's not like, you know, where we feel a couple of these top guys are just, you know, lock washers to make the cut. And, you know, we feel, and we've stated that several times this in this field, this guy should be a top five, top 10 for sure. You know, he's a must in your lineup. I don't think you can say that about a single guy on this entire slate, which makes it extremely fun because you're going to have some DJ people, some ROM people, you know, McElroy folks, etc. Um, and but not not heavily. I mean, there's doubt with all of those guys I just mentioned. So again, I think the ownership will be spread out. I think probably the least we've had to look at the ownership, uh, you know, this season so far because of there's so many people with a shot and I wouldn't be surprised if somebody in the eight thousands in on DraftKings was the winner of this tournament. I mean, there's plenty of guy, even in the upper sevens that are in the the thick of it as well. A couple of things too, to, to note, you have uh, Sergio Garcia, who I think will get, he'll sort of be the darling of probably the podcast and providers a lot this week. He's made the cut here 10 years in a row, loves the the uh, course, just, you know, fits his game. He's right in the thick of it all the time there. Uh, but, you know, I can just tell you right off the, the schneid here, he's going to be a fade for me because I just don't like the fact that people are going to want to roster him for, you know, making a cheaper guy on there, which he's I think he should be cheaper, actually. Uh, you know, making that guy into your lineup because you feel he's going to get you through uh, the cut, which I get it. I mean, you know, like I always say, half the battle is if you can get your six guys through to Saturday. And this is a 156-man field, so it's not you know, a piece of cake to, to, cake to make this uh, cut at all. I mean, you got to shoot some scores, uh, you know, if, if you want to get it done. But Sergio's in the mid sevens. He's seven five on DraftKings. Again, you know, there's guys below that number uh, that I like better, and I I understand the course history. And again, I just think he's going to be overowned. A lot of people have so much familiarity with him; uh, they're going to be rostering him up uh, quite a bit. So, um, top prices again. The guys that are over ten k here. You got DJ. This is DraftKings pricing, 11-2, Rom 10-9, McElroy 10-6, and then you have uh, Thomas just under at 9-9. Nine, nine. 
So, you know, those are the big sticks. And again, I don't know how you feel super great about any of those guys. I mean, certainly those guys give have every chance in the world to win this, but I, I wouldn't say, you know, this guy is, is, is going to be right there. I mean, the, these guys have all played good and bad here. So um, the, the difference on uh, FanDuel is pretty alarming price-wise, extremely different, actually. You've got uh, 12002 Dustin Johnson. He is the most expensive, but you have uh, Bryson at 12K, huge different, uh, huge higher price than he is on DraftKings. Then you've got 11-8 Rory, 11-7 John Rahm, 11-5 Justin Thomas, 11-4 Xander Shoffley, 11-3 Colin Morikawa, 11-2 Webb Simpson, and 11-1 Patrick Cantlay. So a lot more guys priced up on FanDuel uh, than on DraftKings. The pricing is a lot different. Uh, you know, at Coach Talk here, we always talk with our uh, members to, you know, have some exposure to both FanDuel and DraftKings because there are price advantages that in on any slate, regardless of the sport, give you a big edge. And you need to take advantage of every small edge you can. And if it's getting a better price on a guy that, you know, you're expecting to have a strong finish, then, you know, that's where the majority of your action should go. I also like Yahoo. I think they have some really uh, different pricing there, which everybody knows. And, you know, it's it's very doable. You can stack more s- strong players uh, the way that their pricing is set up. So, uh, you know, have some exposure there. Fantastic con- contests everywhere. Of course, the huge contest on DraftKings. Um, is uh, going to be a lot of fun as well. All right, let's talk about some guys I've got on my radar here. Um, my two, well, I, you know, my two pay-up guys aren't in that top uh, five, basically. They're, I'm just going to be a shade below that. And, you know, I'm basing a lot of this on, uh, you know, statistically diving in here. Uh, not only looking at course history, but, you know, history on this Florida swing, guys that are in form. Uh, there are some that took last week off to prepare for this tournament. Uh, you know, we know we had uh, two withdrawals from last week, which, you know, I'm going to fade those guys. Nothing worse than a withdrawal, you know, in one of your lineups before you even get started, and it's after lock. Uh, but Justin Rose and Louis Oosthuizen, both withdrew last week. Uh, you know, I was watching when Rose's back sort of locked up on him. It's, uh, it was right after he hit three balls in the water. So is that a coincidence or not? I don't know. But, hey, it is what it is. Uh, but it didn't do any favors for uh, uh, Mr. Justin there either. He had to play – or, I'm sorry, um, who was it? It, it was uh, – it's bugging me. He played by Jordan Spieth, had to play the rest of the round by himself uh, when Rose uh, withdrew. So uh, that wasn't any fun for him either. Definitely throws you off your timing and, and everything going on when you have to stand around and wait, too. Um, so those two guys, you know, I'm afraid to play. There are some guys, too, that, you know, we need more news on. That's the one thing about PGA is. There's not really an injury list. We don't get those reports all the time. You just have to 
keep digging and looking. Uh, I know there was no reports about Oosthuizen and his possible withdrawal. Now, he's in the field this week, as is Rose, so we'll see, but I'm not going to either place. Another guy that I think is interesting to discuss here is Patrick Cantley. He uh, withdrew two weeks ago with some kind of stomach ailment, and I guess you know he lost some weight and just wasn't feeling well. Now, from what I've read, he's, he's doing okay now and ready to go, uh, but that you know, just that shadow of of doubt concerns me. I mean, you know, if someone's had a stomach virus and you know lost some weight and you know felt weak, uh, sometimes it takes a little while uh, to get that back. So this is his first competitive round of golf, you know, since he's recovered a couple weeks ago. Now he could be 100, percent you know. So I'm not saying he's a big fade because I think he's got a great chance here, but you know. If it's going to affect him just even 1% um, with all the choices here, I'm not going to force a Cantlay pick. He probably would have been in there for me if you know I felt he was fine-tuned coming into this. But he's got so much talent. If he gets locked in, you know he's going to be there. So, uh, but I'm 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 going to move on from him. I'm I'm going with really like I say I'm try I tried to build a lineup of guys that I felt were sharp. Uh, that were on the upswing, that have had some decent finishes of late. I mean, recency is important in the PGA. I know, you know, a guy will jump up and, and snag a tournament uh, out of nowhere at times. But for the most part, you know, it's guys that are grinding, doing decently, just waiting to have everything click. Uh, and then, you know, instead of a 12th place finish, they, they'd get a victory. So uh, my two pay-up guys that I'm looking at here um, one of them is Xander Shoffley. I think that he's just so due for a big win. He's, he's played this course well in the past. Uh, he's got the type of game where, you know, he's long enough for sure. And he's got precision. He's got solid, solid iron play. You know, now when he gets on the greens, he can get slumped a little bit at times. Uh, and these greens aren't going to be easy, but you know, same thing goes for when he gets hot. If he sees a few go in, uh, he could, you know, get on a major role. So Shoffley is uh, my favorite pay-up guy, which he's not having to pay up in the 11s on FanDuel or the 10s on DraftKings. He's just a little bit below that, which gives you a little, you know, a little bit better advantage when you're filling in a couple of those value guys. Um, the second guy that I'm, that I like, that's, that's a little pricey. Yeah. I am going to save for our members. I don't mean to tick anybody off that's listening. That's not a member, but this second guy is the guy I'm also going to bet to win the tournament and, uh, you know, really want to save that pick. Cause he's going to be in a hundred percent of my lineups, uh, for, uh, our members. I will release that lineup on Wednesday. Uh, today's uh, Monday right now. We're going to put this out earlier than normal. Um, and so that, you know, it's out there for a couple of days for everybody to listen to. But we'd love to have you join. Um, this is a fantastic time to get involved at DFS Coach Talk. You can go to dfscoachtalk.com, sign up. We have uh, a three day pass for $10, and you can join today. The uh, Your Pass will not start until Wednesday. What we decided to do over this all-star break, 
uh, because the NBA is down and we don't f focus on some of the smaller sports. We froze all the memberships uh, all weekend through Wednesday for our members. And so the clock will start again on Wednesday for our members. And if you're a new member and you buy a three-day pass today, you can jump in and get in our Discord. And uh, the clock does not start till Wednesday. So you would get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, all for, for $10. So you can't beat it. Give you a chance to look at some of our information. Certainly get uh, my lineups and this buy-up. Uh, that I'm looking at to win this tournament, uh, which will, will go up Wednesday evening uh, in our Discord. <clears throat> we'll also have, even though he's not on the uh, the podcast this week, uh, Andrew is traveling, he will have lineups, and he's been super hot. He's the king of of the value play, too. If, if you need a guy or two to make, uh, make the salary work, uh, I don't know anybody in the industry better than Andrew than than getting those guys through at least to the cut for you. So uh, he will be providing all of his uh, lineups uh, on Wednesday evening with me in Discord. So we'd love to have you. We also have a phenomenal deal right now with our partners at BetUS.com.pa. You can go to their website and sign up with the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, no space. Or you can go to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and uh, sign up for the 149 package without uh, BetUS. That's fine as well. Either way, you get from the day you sign up all the way through to June 1st, uh, you get a membership, either paying the 149 through us. If you do the betus.com.pa membership, that 149, if it's your first deposit in BetUS, you get to play that on BetUS, all the props, all the betting, the lines I just read, if you want to play the golf this weekend. or uh, And with that, you get a free membership to Coach Talk all the way through to June 1st. It seems too good to be true, but it is an awesome offer, and it's there. So you'll get all of our basketball. We're seven days a week. You'll get baseball. We're, we're kicking off baseball uh, here pretty quick. Uh, and just really fired up for all of that uh, coming down the road. So, all right, <clears throat> let's uh, bring up a few guys in this mid-level to, uh, you know, a little higher price guys that I've looked at here. And uh, some are making my lineups. Some I'm still trying to fit in. But I think uh, Paul Casey's been in great form. I think that he's a guy uh, that you really have to consider. His price is very fair, and, uh, you know, he's, he's like I say, playing really good golf. Um, right now, I've got him uh, at 9,900 on FanDuel, which I think is he really fits well there. Um, and, you know, he's the kind of guy that could, could definitely win the tournament at a little bit of a secondary price. Um, another guy that, that I think, you know, is, is certainly worth mentioning here. And I I've liked him in the past. I had him to win at 40 to one when he won this, this tournament a few weeks back. And that's Max Homa. Uh, he's played here before he's playing solid golf. His irons are sharp. Again, he can get hot with a putter. I just think at 9,200 on FanDuel, uh, that's just such a fair price. When you look at some of the guys, that are stacked up around him. I think you got to consider him uh, with the level that he's playing at right now. 
Um, a few uh, sort of Andrew plays here that I want to uh, put out there. Chris Kirk, $7,000 on DraftKings and only 8800 on FanDuel. So both plays, I think, are terrific. The, the DraftKings price is a steal. Here's a guy that's been grinding and playing tough, man. He, he uh, almost made a uh, playoff uh, three weeks back. Then he was in the hunt. He played well again this week. He's got good course history here. Just a super value price for a guy I feel pretty confident that can make the cut and uh, be, you know, in the thick of it at that price. Um, I want to. I have to mention Sun, Sun JM. I mean, he's a guy that just uh, another one that just keeps knocking on the door. If if he could just steady get steady on the greens right now, uh, he's going to be fine. Uh, he's been a little erratic putting the ball, but. Man, as far as ball striking and, uh, you know, he, he could play it. And he, he's done well on this course as well. And I think he's very dangerous. Uh, at just same type of player, same type of pricing, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Texas boy here. He's, he's playing good golf. Um, he's another one, tee to green, that's, that's up there in a lot of the statistics. Um, and if he could roll it, you know, they're going to be fast, really uh, high on the stint meter this week. Uh, but if he can roll him, uh, he's another guy with his strength. But touch uh, is a guy that, you know, made my short list of guys I'm looking at. Um, here's another guy I think is is a good price. Very fair for a guy that's been in the thick of it, man. And he was in it this week, too. Uh, and his name is uh, Christian Brisenhout. It's very hard to uh, pronounce it, but He's, uh, it's B-E-Z, by the way, Bizenhout, and uh, terrific player. I mean, you know, the guy is just chopping it up lately, getting it done. You know, he played, uh, he finished seventh this past week. Uh, he's made four cuts in a row since he came, uh, came back over to the States. Uh, you know, he's, he's playing great ball and a great golf, and he's, you know, you look at some of the things he played in the concession. He was 32nd last year's Masters, 38th, you know, and even in the U.S. Open, 55. So you, we're talking big tournaments, big cuts, and a guy that, that can be uh, very dangerous at a very cheap price. He's, he's uh, 9500 on FanDuel, and on DraftKings, he's 7100 So there you go. There's two guys, 7100 and 7000 with uh, Brisenhout and Kirk that I think can, can make the cut and be uh, competitive. The other guy that's underpriced, I got a feeling he's going to grab a lot of ownership, though, is, is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, the, his price has just plummeted. I mean, he was up there close to the big boys there for a while. He's only 7,700 on DraftKings. And he, I know he's young, but that kid can play. I mean, he's got three top tens already. Um, you know, he's he's just steady. He's 9,500 on FanDuel, uh, so a little more there. But he's, I mean, you know, it's just a, a guy that, uh, you know, I think can get it done. I think he can be right there. And uh, and uh, at his odds, you know, with that price, I think he's, he's right in the mix of it. All right, let's see. One other guy I wanted to bring up. Let's see, we got Casey M. Scheffler. Absolutely needs to be discussed. Um, Brisenhout Shoffley. 
Yes, Shoffley. And then uh, Kirk. And then we mentioned Sergio. I mean, it's hard to not at that mid-sevens price. You know, if I play multiple lineups, I usually build one lineup. Uh, I just feel strong about it. But in the millimaker where I may take four or five shots, which I don't usually recommend, but, you know, it's it's worth uh, a twirl for the hell of it. Uh, if I make a, I'll make a few pivots in each one of those lineups and uh, have to include Sergio somewhere. I mean, making the cut 10 years in a row definitely deserves uh, some respect. As far as big fades for me, DJ being the most expensive, uh, you know, you got to be a riverboat gambler for me to take Johnson on, on any given week. He's He can obviously run away with a thing and win it by multiple strokes, or he can miss the cut. You just, you don't always know what you're going to get from DJ. And he's so priced, it just doesn't seem like the risk uh, reward factor is going to make it for me. Uh, John Rahm, I mean, you know, nine for nine on cuts made. I mean, he's he's a machine as well. But, you know, just watching him in the last couple of tournaments, there just some, some part of his game is just missing. He just doesn't look uh, sharp. Uh, I don't, he almost looks like he's playing without a ton of confidence, which makes no sense for one of the best players in the world for sure. But again, you know, if you feel this is his week and he's going to put it together, uh, I wouldn't fault you uh, going that direction. Um, here's a guy that I haven't played at all. I've been fading him like crazy. I just don't think he looks like himself at all. And that's Rory McIlroy, which it tells you what kind of incredible uh, talent this man has. I mean, he was in the run going into Sunday. He was seven under, had a chance to make a little bit of a move. And, you know, the wheels fell off a bit and he just didn't get it done again. But watching him in these last events, I don't know what it is. He looks almost disinterested to me or just his focus isn't there. He doesn't seem to have that that drive or intensity that you're used to seeing, you know, from Rory in competitive situations. I don't know, you know, maybe he's missing being with his newborn son or, or what the case may be. But, you know, things like that affect people. There's a lot of people say that it's because of the, there's been very little crowds and he, he feeds off the crowd. Um, you know, there was some crowd there Sunday and they were making some noise for him uh, and it went the wrong direction. So until I see McElroy, you know, his demeanor change on the course, I'm going to fade him specifically at that price. Now, I can tell you the last pay up guy that didn't make it for me that was on the cusp, he will make one of my Millie Maker lineups is JT. I think, you know, you got to consider Justin Thomas at any point. I mean, he's that good and he can win any tournament at any time. Good course record here. He did, you know, he made the cut and did okay last year uh, or the year before last and he hit five balls in the water. So how do you do that? I have no idea. Those guys are, are magicians with being able to par ho holes where they hit it in the water. Uh, something that I do not, I know nothing about, but, um, you know, so I think that, that he's certainly a guy that you got to, uh, you know, think about the other guy that, that is tempting that I think will draw some ownership is Colin Morikawa. I mean, it's just a matter of time before things click back in with him. He's not far off. He's playing solid go golf. The statistics show that, 
but it just he hasn't really had that one big you know move forward so this could be the place i mean he certainly has all the tools uh he has struggled on the greens at times uh if he can pull that part of his game together uh you know on these slick greens this week he's going to be right in the hunt as well so that's really the guys i wanted to feature uh historically here's a group of guys i pulled the last five years uh and a combination of guys from that had completed their first round last year, you know, where when it was canceled because of COVID. And then the four years prior, these guys all had top tens. And I just thought it was worth mentioning. DJ, of course, Fleetwood, Jason Day, Matsuyama, Simpson, Shoffley, Scott, and Emmanuel Grillo. So just guys I want to throw out there to you uh, that certainly deserve consideration and have had some really uh, good finishes on the track. So that is it. Uh, no quiz this week for Andrew as he's on another winning streak in that. He'll, we'll be back next week together for golf. Um, but wanted to get this out a little early since it's such a big tournament. Uh, you know, you don't want to wait till the very end to get in some of those big competitions because I noticed a ton of folks already registering for the big Millie Makers and such. So Get that reserve spot in there. Get a skeleton line in. Maybe base it on some of the stuff we talked about here. And then tweak it as the week goes on. Uh, we'll be in Discord all week. Uh, we'll be talking about the weather and, you know, any news that comes out with some of the guys that had withdrawn from last week. I mean, those are important things to know specifically what Rose and Oosthuizen and even Cantlay uh, coming back, you know, what the news is on them, how the practice rounds are going. Um, so we'll put all of those pieces together in Discord for you. Uh, love to have you, dfscoachtalk.com. I want to thank our, our sponsor, betus.com.pa as well. And uh, we're just happy to be out here and getting it done. And no basketball uh, for today or tomorrow, Monday and Tuesday. So we're, we're gearing up for the, the just little two-game slate on Wednesday and putting all the pieces together Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday in, and uh, NBA is going to be uh, craziness because there's huge amounts of games, lots of player news happening. Uh, expect a few trades to come down. We know Griffin was signed uh, with the Nets after the buyout with the Pistons. Uh, and I, I think that'll just be the first domino of several moves. So we will be on top of it and uh, we would love to have you join us. So, Really appreciate you listening in uh, with the golf stuff. The Players' Championship this week is going to be a blast and uh, going to get tons and tons of coverage to watch for sure. So you'll be able to follow uh, any of your favorites. So uh, we will be back now on uh, Wednesday uh, with our uh, NBA podcast. So Andrew and I will be back in the mix here in a couple of days. And uh, But until then, we really appreciate you and we look uh, – to have you join us again when we look to crush it in DFS.